0: Lock, talk, radio. <laughs>
1: And welcome back to another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And like I said before, every and any podcast that we do, you can check it out on multiple platforms. Yes, folks, we're all up and around the interweb here on the Total Sports Live podcast. And first of all, you can check out the podcast on blogtalkradio.com, right here on this platform, blogtalkradio.com, backslash, Total Sports Live. All podcast episodes are right there. If you ever missed one, you can check it out right there. We're also on the TuneIn Radio app. Yes, folks, you have a smartphone. I'm talking Apple, Android, Windows phone. I hope you don't have a Samsung Note 7. Because that means you're that I wouldn't have that phone because that phone is blowing up. So I hope you don't have that because I I know our podcast is fire, but I don't want your phone to catch on fire. So you could check it out on the um, you can check it out on your app store. All you got to do is just search the TuneIn Radio app, and then from there, um, search the TSL podcast, give us a listen. We really appreciate all the listeners. And followers, all people that listen and subscribe from there, we really appreciate that. And then also, we're finally on iTunes. Yes, folks, we're on the Apple, we're on the Apple product. All you got to do is just go on iTunes, go to the podcast section, subscribe to us right there. And then once you do that, it is all good from that angle. And that's all. That's pretty much as simple. It's just that simple. That's all you need to know. I wish I was doing this podcast on a on a happier note when we're talking about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, but that is not the case. As the Eagles um, have lost their second straight game in a row, this time falling to the Washington, to the Washington professional football team, uh, twenty-seven to twenty, in a very in a very interesting game that was almost uh, reminiscent of um, reminiscent of last week's game. Get down in depth, step 0 and then they try to make a comeback, but it never happens. It never works. Defense gets gashed, undisciplined football, all that stuff. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the um. We're going to talk about the play of the defense, and we're also gonna we're going to look in definitely about that. We're going to look at the penalties because the the Eagle defense and the team in general was penalized. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, big V's. Uh, performance. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to. But- I don't want to butcher the kid's name. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Big V's first NFL start. And um, if the Eagles need to make a move, he doesn't perform well against uh, perform well next week against Minnesota. We're also going to look at Carson Wentz's performance. Um, we're going to look at look at next week's game. Is it a must win? And we're going to go around the NFC East. As the Cowboys and Giants both give big wins and their superstar players. You might want to call this one guy a superstar. know knows a rookie. They're getting the uh, they're getting the job done. At uh, they're both teams. Both of those guys getting the job done. But before we talk about all that and more, you already know who's joining me on the podcast, the one and only Angela Montoni joining us here on the podcast. Adio did mention that he was
2: going to join us
1: tonight because he sent me a nice message on Facebook saying if they're the podcast tonight I'm not gonna be G rated. I'm coming in hot. So I'm waiting for him to call in. But Angela is joining us as always, folks.
2: How you doing tonight? I mean all things considered.
1: Yeah, all things <laughs> yeah, yeah, all things considered.
2: <laughs> that makes me doing excited. Good. My doing brother good. is coming on the podcast.
1: Yes, he's yes, he's finally coming on the podcast. Let's hopefully he calls in sooner than later. And there he is. Yes, there he is. Our infamous—I won't call him infamous. We'll just say the artist formerly known as the Deal Voice, aka our esteemed columnist, aka investigative journalist, as I like to call him now. All of a sudden, is joining us here on the podcast. The Deal has made his appearance.
0: Back. You do You know. You don't have to say infamous. You know, and infamous has kind of a negative connotation on it. Like I've done something yeah, yeah. wrong in the last three. Yeah, months. I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why infamous came out.
0: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why that came out.
2: He was trying to give you street cred.
0: I, I, I'm thirty. Listen, I'm going to be thirty six years old. Like if I don't have street cred by now, it's not going to happen. So exactly. <laughs>
1: The crew is all here. The crew is all here, and we're gonna talk about those Eagles. Cause like I said, the Eagles lost again. It was same story like last week. Penalties and being down in the 14, in the 14 nothing hole to begin the game and start off with Angela. The defense looked really, 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 really bad today. Uh, they played undisciplined football. The team really didn't look good. If you want to be honest, the team was penalized 13 times for 114 yards. Defense gave up 230 rushing yards on the ground. You know, y'all know when the last time that happened, when the Eagles gave up 200 yards on the ground? All we got to do is just go back to last season when Billy Davis was running the defense and the Eagles gave up 200 rushing yards four times last season. Uh, 283 to Tampa, 230 to Arizona, 208 to the Giants, and 204 to the Lions. Ah, no sacks today, Angela. What's going on with this defense? Because I, I I just don't know what's going on with this defense. They're just looking real piss poor. Uh, no gap, dis- no gap discipline at all. Jalen Mills has now become a de facto starter, even though that really burns my insides. But hey, it's, you know I'm not gonna not gonna berate Mr. Mr. Mills right now. But Angela, what are your thoughts on this uh, Eagles defense and their performance? I, I...
2: Well, you, you brought up Mills, and I think the thing with Mills is I, I think there's, like, every year, like, Eagles fans really want to cling on to a player that they say is going to be, like, the sterling talent that really isn't. And I think, like, he's just, like, the one this season. Uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. much all I really have to say about him. Uh, no, no touchdowns on offense today. So, while, you know, yeah, defense gave up 27 points today, they – between special teams and the interception return – That's the only points the Eagles in the field goals. So the offense didn't get in the end zone all day. So the defense and special teams did do what the offense couldn't do. But, I mean, I I don't know. They don't necessarily look tired. I I don't necessarily know what has not clicked the last two weeks that it did so much against Pittsburgh. Some Mm -hmm. more opponents aside. That's just kind of where I am on that.
1: Yeah, that Pittsburgh game is starting to look like an anomaly, D.O., and I and I heard that on the radio that, you know, the NFL season is a marathon. and We all know that, and that Pittsburgh game may be an anomaly. <laughs> when you look at this Eagles team, and, you know, like like Angela said, you know, the defense, they didn't look tired, you know. They, they didn't really necessarily look tired, but something's wrong here. You don't get beat like how this defense is getting beat, and they're just getting punched in the mouth consistently.
0: I think what it boils down to is the same thing Uh, anytime I've ever seen a Jim Schwartz coordinated defense. They're very aggressive. They're very Mm -hmm. uh, fly to the football. So that makes them very, very vulnerable to things like misdirections and counters. And you saw a lot of that with the Redskins. There were, with the Potomac River Basin Indigenous persons, sorry, um,
1: you saw a lot
0: of You saw a lot of that with them. A lot of misdirection. A lot of cutback lanes opening up. Granted, I, I said this. I tweeted it. I mean, it's really easy to run for a hundred and ninety plus yards when the referees don't call holding on the offensive line at all, and there were plenty, plenty of instances where there were just some obvious holes, or some obvious holding calls. Now, granted, the response to a statement like that is that the good teams will overcome all of that. But at the same time, it would help to get a couple of flags. It would help to get some laundry on the field when it's definitely deserved. I can remember a couple of plays where Fletcher Cox literally had his jersey turned around like the wrong way, and there was no flag. Like, listen, referees, if Brandon Graham enters the enters the gets on the defensive line, and the play is over, and instead of Graham on the back, it just has Ham because the jersey with the first part of his name, first part of his last name, is ripped off. There might be some holding. Just saying. But well, I luckily think,
1: Graham's jersey didn't get ripped.
0: <laughs> like I, yeah, right. I mean, I don't want to say that the NFL has figured this defense out because I think it's still very talented. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think the Pittsburgh game was a amalgamation. I think it's very possible that that could happen again. They just ran mm-hmm. into two teams. One came in Detroit that screened us to death. And you saw that a little bit more with Washington. You saw some some of the screen game. You also saw some of, like I said, the cutback and the misdirection. So that, that's something they'll have to shore up. And I'm sure you remember when um, Jim Washburn was here, as defensive coordinator, that was also – something that went wrong with him in his defense. Very aggressive, very, very vulnerable to the screen and the misdirection. So that's just something they have to tighten up.
1: They definitely will because like you said, Detroit screened in the death and so did Washington just built off of that and 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 and, and like a deal said, Angela, you know, the Pittsburgh game is not amalgamation. I like that word, amalgamation, and anomaly. I like those words. Those are the words of the deck for people that to listen to the podcast about <laughs> Uh But I, I, is, is, I, I just don't know what to say about this defense because I mean, I mean, I, I can start, I can start with the defensive line and say, you know, everything's going to be all right. Those guys will eventually get their act together. Like a said, you know, there's holding, you know. Players getting jerseys grabbed, whatever, whatever. And but we all know in the game of NFL and, and you know, there's always gonna be missed calls and you know, things of that nature that always happen, you know. You gotta just look past it. There's missed calls every week. Just look at Seattle and Atlanta, total blinking of off uh, passing appearance in that game. So oh my but, god, I'm afraid to call people from Seattle right now.
0: <laughs>
1: You're telling me. You're telling me on that one. <laughs> but uh, the defense, I don't know. Uh, like Adil said, Andrew, they're just flying. Jim Swartz's defense, they're just flying to the football, and at least going to be exposed. I mean, like, no buts about it. No Leotis McKelvin today, and his secondary got exposed once again. That one touchdown pass to Vernon Davis, I swore Nigel Bradham and Malcolm Jenkins are both stuck in the last. There's just no way that should happen.
0: I I don't I don't even know how to even continue with that. Like the the Vernon Davis touchdown, at the very least, Nigel Bradham should have at least tipped that ball away because he was mm-hmm. he was pretty much right there. So why right. he wasn't able to make that catch, I have no idea. And uh, Eagles fans, listen, Jalen Mills' experiment is dead. The thing needs to be over like, as human as humanly possible. It. Yep. It, there's a reason why this kid was a seventh-round pick. There's a clear reason. He's not that good. If he was that good, and I'm looking straight at you, Elliot Shoreparks, if he was that good, he would have went higher than the seventh GD round, okay? Yep. Too many times Jalen Mills gets got busted by Deshaun Jackson today. And mm-hmm. the times where he did do something good, he would, like, put his hand up and do the Kembe Matumbo thing literally yelling at my television screen, hey, look, put your hand down because you're still getting busted on every third play. You need to knock that off. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> Mills. Mills is something else. And If anybody that listened to the podcast, you know, obviously me and Angela have totally went in on this topic talking about Mills and how Eric Rowe had to kind of be the sacrificial lamb for Jalen Mills to get his spot. Uh, Think Eric boy, wouldn't would be, be nice
0: Eric. Boy, wouldn't it be nice to have Eric Rowe right about now? Mm hmm. Yep. I have a I have a friend that I have a friend that follows me on Twitter and he um was very against the whole Eric Rowe thing and now I can't wait to tweet him tomorrow and just say, Hey, yeah, that, that Eric Rowe guy, he probably could have came in handy yesterday. He would have been nice.
1: He could have definitely been on the outside, unlike Jalen Mills. He could have definitely been on that outside. But, hey, Jim Schwartz sees something in yes. his Jalen Mills to make, it, uh, to make him, and make get him it. believe that he's better than Ralph.
0: I get it. The Eagles fans want a player that they can latch on to and root for. Jalen Mills ain't it. You want to know who is it? Wendell Smallwood. Get that kid the ball a little bit more because he looked he looked pretty good in the very few touches that he got today. So I think I think Wendell Smallwood needs a few more touches. Ryan Matthews looked good, so I'm 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 encouraged by that. He um, made that's, that's, that's it too healthy. That's an that's an accomplishment to itself. Is it just me or are we not seeing as much Sproles this year as in previous years?
2: No, we're not. He's yeah. not. He's yeah.
0: Is it is it like he's getting old and he's just not that great anymore or I don't I don't know what I don't know what the issue is.
1: Maybe using him more as a receiver, I'm guessing. That's where I can only latch on to. That's the only thing I can latch on to about scrolls and like you said, if any Eagles fans want to get 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 behind somebody, get behind Wendell Smallwood because I'll tell you this: Wendell Smallwood kick return looks much better than Josh Huff on a kick return.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And I beat up on and I beat up on Josh Huff every time, every chance I get, every chance I get because I just I just want to. <laughs>
0: We just kind of figure it's a weekly. It's 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 a weekly thing with you. It's something that we should expect every week. And if we don't get it, then something is wrong. <laughs>
1: it's like in the summer. Remember Angela me and you every during the preseason, we literally had like a segment on Dak Prescott <laughs> every podcast oh, yeah. of the summer. We had it, we had and, the Dak Prescott. And process, we carried
2: it in the yeah, we carried it into the regular season, which got us a little bit of hate because we're from Philly talking about the Cowboys quarterback.
0: I will say this, and it pains me to say, it, and I know I'm probably going to get angry Facebook messages from Angela when I say this. Oh, but, don't
2: preface it with that. I hate when your I hate when your rants come with a disclaimer.
0: But <laughs> but holy damn, that Cowboys that Cowboys win was pretty impressive. Going into going into Lambeau with a rookie quarterback on the day that they induct Brett Favre in the Ring of Honor, and they do that in Lambeau—that's pretty damn impressive, I gotta say.
2: Makes you feel dirty, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, a little bit. I might have to shower with like uh, I might have to shower with like hand sanitizer <laughs> or something. I don't know.
2: Like Ace Ventura when he finds out Twinkle yeah. is Einhorn. <laughs>
0: This, this is going to get this is going to get nasty i i might have to i might have to break out the brillo pads it might be that severe okay
2: oh, Dan, listen you only have seven layers of skin or something like that i don't know i'm not a science major but be listen, careful with i'm those just brillo i'm pads. just saying
0: man i'm just saying man it's, it, it i i do feel dirty i'm just I'm just letting you know it's, i'm not proud of it but you know uh. <laughs> i uh, got to love this podcast. <laughs> while
1: the Eagles defense <laughs> the Eagles defense struggled, the offense didn't look too much better either. Um, Carson Wentz was under the rust the entire game. Even his jersey got ripped to begin the game. His jersey literally got destroyed. And it was courtesy of Ryan Kerrigan, who totally blew past Big V. I ain't going to pronounce his name because I don't want to butcher the kid's name. But what are y'all thoughts know, on Big cool. V? Yes, there you go. What are y'all thoughts on him? Because he looked like a rookie and it was bad. It was really bad.
2: Well, it didn't help that the offensive line had more holes than, you know, Swiss cheese, not to be cliche, but I totally just was. The offensive line wasn't really giving him too much protection. I will say he did complete a beautiful pass in the fourth quarter to uh, Green Beckham, I think.
0: Probably no, which, one, no. I, I mean, which was brought back on a total BS chop block call. By the way, if you look at that, if you look at the re, if you look at the replay of that play, you'll see Wendell Smallwood completely bail out and go low. He doesn't try to engage the blitzing Kerrigan. He just goes low to try to take him out, and then the offensive lineman goes high. Now, if Wendell Smallwood was engaged with Kerrigan and these linemen went high, that's one thing, but Smallwood was not engaged at all, Lyman went high, flag comes in for chop block. That was one of the worst calls of the day.
2: No, we're talking about different plays. This one was not brought back.
0: Oh, alright. I'm I I know I know that definitely happened. That was definitely a stick in my craw, like all afternoon. I was really upset about that.
2: You're waiting to jump on it. <laughs>
0: uh well let's 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 just say thank God I was at Greg's my friend Greg's house because um yeah, there there would have been some property damage to my own property. <laughs>
2: Good to know.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: but no like, I don't know Like he, His protection was a little bit weak Yeah he looked like a rookie But he is a rookie He was down to look like a rookie sooner or later Maybe it's like growing pains and stuff I mean didn't we all kind of know Going into the season this was going to be like a You know not necessarily long term But f- like a few year process mm-hmm. Lord knows we've gotten enough of that from the Sixers already We're used to it at this point So I think when they got to be three, and know, everyone got all excited, like, "Oh my God, they're undefeated!" Yeah. Uh, yeah but maybe, I mean, first of all, they weren't going to win every single game. They weren't going to go undefeated, so they're being brought down to earth a little bit. And now they either stay above five hundred, or they get to five hundred and then just start losing more games. Uh, who knows? It's how they respond to this now. It's all well and good when you're three and zero, but now you're three and two, so and you're behind in the division.
1: And that's the, the, and that's the major thing about that.
0: And the NFC East is not as bad as we all thought it, it was going to be at the beginning of the year. I think it's de- I, it would not surprise me at all if the NFC East actually got two playoff teams this year. I wouldn't be shocked at all.
2: That's a bold statement. Things you
0: haven't heard in the last few years. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: is it more bold? Is it more bolder than Atiba's Cardinal note bench? Just saying, because those are pretty bold.
0: I mean, I mean, he can't. He can't, oh my goodness, he can't. He couldn't even cover the like Seattle minus six. Like that was just oh man. Uh, let's not let's not get into that game. Speaking of missed calls, oh my god! <laughs>
1: um, poor Julio should have been a flag call. Should have been a flag, even though we have a resident Seahawks fan on here.
0: <laughs> like Richard, yeah. I'm sorry, I love you, but that was pass interference, my friend. <laughs>
2: He's the greatest of all time. He can get away with that kind of stuff.
0: I, I guess
2: so. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'm not arguing with you that it was uh, that he got away <laughs> with something there. I, I I I can't argue that. I won't do it. I won't I won't go on record and say, oh no, that's not true. Uh, I'm also not confirming that it is true. So just for that clarification.
0: <laughs> I just want I just want to thank you for making my night easy, Angela. It's very nice of you. <laughs>
2: I wasn't going to fight with you on that. Jesus.
0: i just saying, when it comes to the seahawks, you, you tend to fight me quite a bit. So, you know, I was kind of expecting it. No,
2: I do tend to fight you because I think what it comes down to is I pay more attention to them than you. So
0: sometimes
2: you say things that are about I'm, half correct and I have to like.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost. But you're, but you're I'm good honest, on that. We're good on this. I, I'm almost disappointed that you're not that you're not continuing the argument with me about the Seahawks. I'm almost disappointed oh. in you.
2: Oh man, come on, dude! I'm feisty, but I am reasonable at the same time.
0: You're flippant. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding.
2: <laughs> oh. You know what? You're glib. How's that?
0: <laughs> so, oh man, I just I just took a look at the opening line for next week's game uh against Minnesota. It opened it opens Philly minus one at home and there's a lot of action coming in on the on the Vikings after this game, naturally. So the line is now Minnesota minus two and a half on the road. So the Eagles are hmm. underdogs at home against the five and O team, which, which kinda makes sense to me. Yeah. Makes
1: sense. That
0: that's that is an appropriate line. Um, I would say if it gets higher to, like, once it gets to, like, three and a half or, or four, then maybe you might want to consider, you know, calling your local bookie that works at the legitimate business establishment and saying, hey, I want to put some money down on the Eagle.
2: Street accountant. <laughs> we say street accountant on the podcast. Street
0: accountant. Street accountant. That's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. And just don't use the clip use the b a- word. A- yes, you yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure where Atiba is um, emailing his pics <laughs> in from. I think it's like some remote portion of the Dead Sea. Um, but yeah, he he's there every he's, week. Every he's week he's having kind of a rough way. go of things. Oh, boy. He's having he's having a rough go of things. I'm just going to be completely honest.
1: Understandable. It's been a weird, <laughs> weird, weird, weird NFL season. It's definitely been strange, and it's been strange for the Eagles, too. And the but, but got his – got beat. Like, Winston Justice got beat by Justin Tuck a couple of years ago on Sunday night football. And if the tie doesn't play well against the Vikings, should the Eagles – move him to should the Eagles bench him and then move put insert Stephen Winooski into the uh, into the into the offensive line at left guard and move Alan Barby to the right tackle or should they just say, you know what, we're just gonna rob a batai and
0: just go with it. I would say it depends because we know Minnesota and Mike Zimmer, they're gonna come They're going to come at that kid with everything next week. They're going to come Mm -hmm. at him with everything they've got. So I would, 70 to 80% of the time, leave a tight end on his side to help and then Mm -hmm. keep it very simple when it comes to passing trees. Uh, Maybe one, two reads at the most. After that second read, if it's not open, find some open grass and run through it. i I' agree with that. I have no problem with that
1: angela. your thoughts uh,
2: what was the question again Sorry <laughs> uh,
1: pretty much if 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 my pretty much looks horrible, should the eagles go ahead and should the eagles go ahead and
2: yeah no i i sorry. No, I mean, I think, if, I think if it continues not to work, then obviously shuffle the stuff around and see if something else works, even if it only works for, like, a couple games at a time, because it's different.
0: hmm
2: It might be, like, one of those, like, sports parallels where, like, in baseball, like, if you move, a, like, a pitcher to the starting rotation, if teams don't see them that much, so. I think yeah. at this point, try to stop the bleeding.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something I have to do Because I don't want to see a Carson Wentz Have his jersey dismantled like that again Early in the first quarter I don't want to see that again
0: I think he's going to get I think Vita is going to get a lot more reps In practice as far as uh, Blitz recognition, blitz pickup When to kick in, when to kick out Just just have Vitae run drills with Fletcher Cox all week long and then he will most likely be prepared for Sunday's game i like that i like
1: that a lot coach Adio and it's with the and with it's the tip of the week
0: and i think he as much as I would love to see Carson try to throw 40 times against that defense, that's just not going to happen. So I think what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to start feeding that running back by committee. You're going to have to start feeding mm-hmm. Ryan Matthews on the inside, bounce Smallwood and Barna to the outside, Sproles on the screen game. Like You have to get that Minnesota defense on its heels because they are just as aggressive as the Eagles defense. So you have to you have to get them on that back foot early. You can't just stand back there and throw 50 times. Green Bay tried to do that and they couldn't and it just it got too much. That's the truth.
1: Sammy Sleeves got them the victory and when we look towards the next week's game, this is the uh, this is the Sam Bradford uh a reunion tour game, I'm just gonna call it that. Or you know, this is he makes his he makes his return to playing a financial field. Is next week's game a must win? Is this a must win for the Eagles because they lose they'll be three and three heading into a game against the Cowboys. Uh, is this must is this must win territory for this young team.
2: I think every game is a must win game right now until they put a little bit of distance between their win and their loss numbers.
0: Mhm,
2: And yo, know, you can't let Sam Bradford come in there and have his revenge.
1: No. Nah. Like, you, you gotta
2: it. be the you gotta be the first team that handsome their off on the season. It, it, it there, there's really no other option. By any means necessary, it's gotta happen. You can't let him go I'm... in there and
0: do that. I would say it's must-win depending on what your outlook for the Eagles this season was. If your outlook for the Eagles this season was, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, then yeah, maybe this has a must-win feel to it. But if you're someone that kind of resigned to the idea that this year is kind of the beginning of a rebuild, they'll probably go 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight somewhere in that territory, then this game against the Vikings may not be so dire. If you had higher expectations for the Eagles, then, yeah, it might feel a little must-win-y or must winish for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think people with more tempered expectations aren't going to see it that way.
1: I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Like you said, it depends on what your outlook is. If you thought this team was going to be a playoff team after 3-0, and then you think this is a must win. If not, if you're just thinking it, taking it as, you know, we'll just see where this season takes us and where this season leads us, you're just like, it is what it is. We'll see. It's not a must win. But like Angela said, every game is kind of a must win in the NFL. There's only 16 games. So it's a, it a, it a lot to think about. And when I think about the Eagles, how the Eagles got off this 3-0 start and they lost these past two games, you two are both baseball people, as well. One thing it got me to thinking of is um, is the Phillies. Remember how the Phillies got off to the how they opened up the season? They opened up the season pretty well, and then they eventually slowly came back down to earth. Well, we see the same thing with the Eagles.
0: Um, there's a possibility because the the next couple of the next couple of weeks are pretty, pretty brutal. Uh just just the next six, for example, this is the next six games. Home for Minnesota, at the Cowboys, at the Giants, home for the Falcons who are surprisingly good. And then at Seattle and then home for Green Bay. Kind of a murderers row of six games. If they went three and three in that stretch, I would be perfectly happy. But if they go Mm -hmm. something like two and four, one and five for going into that December 4th game at Cincinnati, at that point, I would be wrapping up the season by then. Right. (laughs) Pretty much start putting in the backups and, uh, get
1: everybody and get everybody prepared for, uh, next season, and when we, you know, one of the opponents that the Eagles will be facing in a couple of weeks, and in a few weeks is Green Bay in Dallas, and so let's go around the NFC East, as we do with a couple, with, a, with a about 11 more minutes up there in the podcast, we'll go around the NFC East, the Cowboys defeated Green Bay 30-16, to 16. we already touched on it, but Angela, our boy, Dak Prescott, he did it again, he played well. 247 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And his partner in crime, Ezekiel Elliott, 28 carries for 157 rushing yards. Y'all two, what do you think about Dak Prescott's performance so far? He now owns the record for uh, past, most, uh, most, most passing attempts without an interception. And should the Cowboys stick with him instead of possibly going back to Tony Romo?
2: What do I have to say? Uh, I told you so. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> uh, obviously, you stick with him. I mean, it's like a hell of a season you got there, Doc Prescott. It would be a shame if someone came along and ruined it. Um, it's just, yeah, I know. It had to happen sooner or later. Like, it had to happen sooner or later with Lent. But, like I, like, I think I talked about the podcast a couple weeks when Julio came on. You said, like, it's funny that we're talking about them both in the same conversation, When one went second overall, and then the other one went, and, you know, the fourth round.
0: Um, Yeah. There is, um, okay. I would like to reach out to Jerry Jones now. I would like to get Jerry's attention. Um, Jerry, I'm going to need you to put the phone down for a second. Sherry, there's no reason to start Tony Romo right now. Your team is winning with Dak Prescott. Your team will most likely continue to win with Dak Prescott. Don't rock the boat. Because, listen, Tony's going to come in there, and he's not going to look as good as Dak Prescott. And what's going to happen? You're going to look like a complete fool. Do you really want to look that stupid, Jerry? I know, you're, I, I know you're used to it, and I know you're very talented with that face, that, that oh, my God, what have I done face. But this is not one of those <laughs> times where you want to exercise it. Leave Prescott in as the starting quarterback. You're winning. You're 5-1. There's no need to go back to Tony Romo, Period.
2: Well, if you're an Eagles fan, there are plenty of reasons for him to go back to Tony right now
0: If you're if you're an Eagles fan, sure. But we've discussed many times how I'm I'm more tempered than most. True story. I agree with y'all.
1: I I I would agree. If Jerry does it. It goes pretty much to. What do they say about the Cowboys every year? They are the accident waiting to happen every year. Stephen A. Smith says it every year. They are the accident waiting to happen. If they do that, that will literally be the accident waiting to happen. Reinserting a rusty quarterback in where you have the rookie who's playing well. It's almost like as as they've been saying. He got Drew Bledsoe. That's pretty much what happened. Romo got Bledsoe. And it's okay. It happens. Eventually, you got to pass the torch. Eventually, you just got to do it.
0: If Jerry goes back to Tony Romo and it fails and they fall out of the playoffs, then it's all on Jerry. It's on nobody else but him. He's the owner. He's the GM. He wants to make that stupid mistake. You can do that, but when the blame comes down, it's all on you, buddy. It's not on Dak Prescott. It's not on Jason Garrett. It's not on Tony Romo. It's on you, my friend. So if you want to be the burden of that, then go right ahead and rock the boat.
1: We'll see what good old Jarrett does in Jerry world. We'll see what he does and uh, see what the Cowboys do, but also happening in the NFC East. We had the Giants getting a comeback, come from behind victory, uh, beating the Baltimore Ravens by a score of, I want to say it was 27-23. Yes, it was. 27-23, 27-23, and it was led on uh, none other by Odell Beckham Jr., eight receptions for 222 yards and two touchdowns. OB, OBJ had the game-winning touchdown on a slant route, which I don't know how two Ravens players collided. It was something like you only see in Matt and two, Raiders, two Ravens players <laughs> I mean, collide, and he just takes it to the house on a slant route and – he just does the rest and then he proposes to the to the Phil Gold net. Just so beautiful thing that we've seen this okay. this relationship between him between him and the kick and that's just a beautiful relationship. I think I think we all it's should just, aspire for
0: that. It's such a it's such a growing, budding relationship and we should be happy for the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Remember
1: that episode it was a Packers uh Packers Giants, So we would talk about him in the and him in the kicking, him in the net and we was like, Oh, look oh, how yeah. he looks with the net now.
2: <laughs> oh yeah That I like how punching you in the face.
0: <laughs>
1: I like how he's doing that though. He's making he's he's pretty much trolling people because now there's you there's a big discussion that, oh, he should be listening, he should be uh he, you know, he he he's got to keep his emotion, uh his emotions in control, and that's the question I want to ask y'all. Are 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 other analysts and pretty much media people are they pretty much overblowing this whole Odell oh, Beckham Jr. needs to control his attitude type of thing, his emotions, blah blah blah. Yeah, he's well, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty young, and yeah, he does wear his emotions on his sleeves, but. Like, young players usually get upset when things like that happen. I think in order for him to get that upset, I think he cares a lot. And then I think as time goes on, like his attitude will get better. I think it's just like a growing pain type thing. I don't see it as a serious issue. But, I mean, him, you know, but the kicking net to give the Internet multiple options for – the glorious means that entertain us on a daily basis, and there were some pretty, pretty funny ones. Uh, the Mortal Kombat one was my favorite.
0: Oh gosh! <laughs> um, I mean, I you know, I I just I just think it's completely unnecessary. Like what all of this story? It's com it's completely stupid. It just goes back to the whole concept that the NFL wants nothing but robots. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, literally, that's literally. They, they don't want players with personality. They want robots that are out there and they're just, they're, they're just doing things.
1: So Peyton Manning, there's
0: no Peyton Manning. There's no individuality anymore. There's no real personality. And like I I wanna say I know I'm probably forgetting quite a few people, but I feel like Dion might have been the last great NFL personality. I think it might be I think it might be over. Like Carol like Carol Owen, say what you want. He was a great player, great personality, but he unfortunately kind of started this trend of we need to rein in on player personality a little bit. Like this is getting this mm-hmm. is going too far. And I guess yeah. you have to kind of blame him for that, but at the same mm-hmm. time you have to understand that these are for the most part kids. Right. Absolutely and, and they're getting paid to get their brains beat in for like four hours and for four hours or more on Sunday and then however long during the week. So as far as I'm concerned, screw it. Make it a, make it arena rules. You wanna celebrate after scoring a touchdown after you've been getting your brain scrambled, go right ahead. It's your world. We're just enjoying it.
1: And that's gonna wrap up the podcast. I love that and then my DL, Great and then the That's gonna wrap it up here on the Total Sports Live Podcast. I'd like to thank everybody Once again, for tuning in, make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Jovonten. Follow Angela on Twitter, at Anne Montone. Follow Adio on Twitter, at Adio B. Royster. Make sure you follow Total Sports Live at Total Sports Live. Like the Facebook page. Check out TotalsportsLive.com. Big announcement tomorrow. Just make sure you keep on refreshing Total Sports Live tomorrow at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. You'll see the big announcements. Really cool. Really excited about uh, what's in store for Total Sports Live. And don't forget, make sure you check out Adio's interviews with Julie DiCaro. They talk a lot. They talk about the D. Rose case. Uh, they talk about women in journalism, WWE. Just a g- great overall Monday morning conversation. That was done on the Thursday. A great Monday morning uh, conversation. You need to check that out on uh, on totalsportsline.com. But for me, Angela and Dio, everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully,
0: the Eagles will have a victory under the belt. We'll see. Indeed. Bye,
2: everyone.